I want to share some things with you this morning that God's placed in my heart. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a new chapter in my life. Amen. I'm just ready to turn the page and go forward. And in order to move forward in the blessings of God, you've got to be willing to let go of the old. <laughs> I tell you what, it's hard. How many knows it's hard to change sometimes? Now, you know, we're not going to. We're not going to change. We're not going to change up the sanctuary. We're not going to change up. I wouldn't change pray nothing for those comfortable pews. Uh, just don't get too comfortable in them. <laughs> Amen. I tell you. But what? But you know, we've got to be willing to let go of the past. The thing that's behind you is not important today. Amen. This is today. We live today. I, I heard a preacher say one time. He said, you know, yesterday's in the tomb. Tomorrow's still in the womb. But we're living right now today. Amen. See, you can't really jump ahead to tomorrow, and you can't live what's already passed. But you're here right now. So you know what God wants us to do this morning? He's wanting us to say, Lord, I'm going to receive right now what you have for me. I want a right now lesson. I want a right now word from God. I want something right now because this is where I'm at right now. Amen. Tomorrow, they see when you when you get to tomorrow, guess what? Tomorrow becomes now. Yeah. And then what's tomorrow is going to become the past. So we got to keep moving forward in the things of God. And what what's out in front of you is needed. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready for God to. Uh, let us take a step of faith into the new realm that God's called us to. Some of us are going to enter into a realm of spirituality that we didn't know that we could enter into. We're going to enter into a realm of faith that you didn't even know that was inside of you. Because you know what you've got? You've got the faith of God inside of you. You've got the God kind of faith in you. But what's happening is we just haven't recognized it and haven't realized it yet and haven't allowed that faith to just be ignited. And listen, we've come too far to stop now. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even think about going backwards. I, I, think, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like. But what we got to do is let go of the past and take a fresh new look at what God's wanting to do in our lives today. Because yeah. there's something fresh that God's doing. What was that you said, Mary said? Drop it. Drop it. Leave it. Leave it. And let it go. I tell you what, that, that when I heard that, I, I will, I'm, I'm going to write that down. That's going to be part of my messages from here out, you know. But drop it, leave it, and let it go. Amen. I, you see, one of, the, one of the hardest things that we have today is letting it go. Amen. We want to nurse those old wounds. Amen. We, we, we want to, we, we want to, you know, there's something there that, uh, well, we just, you know, we just want God to, we're just not ready for God to take care of everything. Amen? But listen, God's doing some things in our hearts and lives. But I want you to turn with me over into um, let's see here. I got it here. Where Paul's writing to the church uh, in uh, Philippians, I believe. 
find it here. Praise God. But he said, this one thing I do. I'll leave it behind. Amen? And what God wants us to do, we have to realize that we, we may not have attained. It's over Philippians, the third chapter, if you want to turn there, verse 12. Paul said, not that I've already attained, or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may not lay hold, but that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also has laid hold of me. And brethren, I count, I count, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I do forget those things which are behind, and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press forward towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. But this one thing I do. When I was growing up, I heard the story about this little boy in our neighborhood that his little dog, he loved this dog more than anything. And that dog died. How many know sometimes things pass? And this little dog died, but he loved this dog so much, he got his little wagon, and he put, got a big tow sack, you know, I call it a tow sack, one of these burlap bags, you know, and, and uh, he put that dog and stuffed that dead dog in that burlap bag and tied up the little knot on the bag and put that dog in his wagon. And he would just pull that little wagon, put it on the back of his bicycle and just ride, just pull that wagon with that dead dog all through the neighborhood. And all the neighbors saw it, and they knew what happened. They knew how much he loved that dog. And they said, oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, he loved that dog so much. Isn't that darling the way he's just, I mean, you know, it, but you know, after about three weeks, he'd pull that dog by their house, and they'd say, dear Lord, why doesn't he bury that thing? And you know what people think about us sometimes? Why don't you just bury it? Yeah. Amen. Yes. Let it go. Amen. Amen. Just let it go. Bury it. It's past. It's over with. Listen, if you could go back and undo it, and it's no way possible to go back and undo anything. What's done is done. Your life, whatever mistakes you make, now only we can learn and not do that mistake over again. And we can let God teach us and direct us and instruct us in some things. But we've got to come to that point in our life where we say, Lord, I am going to let God be God and Jesus be Lord in my life. We've not attained yet. We've not arrived yet. None of us are perfect yet. Some people think we are. You know, but we're not perfect yet. One day we will be perfect when we all get to heaven. Amen. And then we're going to look down and say, wow, is that what I used to be? But we've got to, we've got to forget those things that are behind. Press forward. I'm going to deal with this this morning because the past is a heavy weight that we allow to be around our neck to pull us down. I don't know when you got a heavy weight on your neck. I don't know, have you ever seen these weightlifters? They put those things on their neck and, and, uh, and they got muscles that's bulging and they, they're good. But you know what? If we put a heavy weight on our neck, it's going to pull our head down. 
And we're going to walk with our head down because of that heavy weight around our neck. I want to tell you, there's a lot of people that are children of God, that are in the house of the Lord, that can't lift their head upward to God because of the heavy weight of the past that's pulling their head down. It pulls their head down in shame. It pulls their head down in sorrow and grief. And it is burdensome. And it's a heavy burden upon them. And they can't seem to release it and lift their head up towards heaven and look into the eyes of what's come up their help. See, our help comes from the Lord. Can you see, man? But we've got to forget those things. Press towards the goal for the prize. We've got to, we got to decide in our hearts this morning we're going to press towards the goal. Listen, I, I've got a plan, or God has a plan, and I'm going to hook up to His plan. Amen? And, and, and if we hook up to the plan of God, we're going to follow the Lord, and I'm going to follow God for my personal life first. Now, how do you know if your personal relationship with God is more important than anything else? I thank God for the call of God in my life. I thank God that I'm called to preach. I believe I, and, and I know that I'm called to preach. I know what my I knew what my assignment was when I was 12 years old, and I preached in my garage with all the little kids from the neighborhood, and and I put those coffee cans up, put the boards across there, and, and I had a, a cardboard guitar with rubber bands on it. I played and sing and preach. Well, my brother and this other young lady was always the sinners. They always came forward, you know. I'll never forget one day one little boy came in and he came in without a shirt on and he wanted prayer. He had migraine headaches and I knew that he did. I mean, that was part of his life. And, and he said, I want you to pray for me. And I said, well, I can't pray for you. You go home and put a shirt on. That old self-righteous attitude came out, you know. Holier than thou. Better than you. And I said, you go home and put a shirt on. Then we'll pray for you. So he ran home. He rushed up. Rustled through his drawers in the dresser drawer, you know, and, and his mother said, What are you doing? I, I'm trying to find a shirt. She said, Why? It's hot out there. Well, well, Clarence won't pray for me if I don't put a shirt on. I told you he is crazy. Stay away from that kid. <laughs> well, his mother left. He found him a shirt and put it on. He came back. In about 15 minutes, he came back. We still were having church. And we were the old time Pentecostals. We had church a long time, you know. And we were still, and we were still having church, and and he come in there. He said, "I got the shirt on." He came up there. We laid hands on him, prayed for him. You know what? Just like that, God healed him, and he didn't even have no more migraine headaches. And his mother couldn't get over, and she tried to give him medicine one day. I don't need it, Mom. I don't need it. I don't have no headaches no more. Parents prayed for me. I told you to stay away from that boy. But she, I know I'm called. But did you know what the most important thing is? Is for me to be conformed to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. A person can be a great gifted person, but if they're not conformed to the image of Christ, they're not going to go anywhere in this life. Great preachers can preach great messages and be articulate with it. But if they're not conformed to the image of Christ, it doesn't amount to anything. People can have great talents to do many things and then go out that door and just have all kinds of hatred and jealousy and, and all of these things of the flesh in our lives because we're not conformed to the image of Christ. See, what God wants us to do is let's, let's attain what God's called us to do. Let, let's go forward and press towards that goal. 
And don't let the past dictate your future. That's right. There's some people that don't go forward in their spiritual walk because their past dictates their future. You know what God does with the past? He casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. You know what God did with the past of the prodigal son? He just cast it away. The father just forgave him and just reinstated him back in the family. And he gained that position that he had when he left because he had forgiveness from the father. Amen? David, he sinned. David, the king of Israel. David, the young boy that slew the giant. David, that slew the bear and the lion. David, that was a great warrior. David, that slew his thousands and, and, and his ten thousands and saw his thousands, you know. And, and David, a great man of God, anointed of God. He knew what the anointing was. He knew what the Spirit of God was. And one day when he should have went out to battle, he stayed home. And when he stayed home, he got in trouble. Because he looked over the wall and lusted. And sin came in his life. And David committed sin. Uh, the man of God. The king of Israel. The one that God ordained. The one that God anointed. The one that God called. He was God called, God appointed, and God gifted to be what he was called to be. But yet sin tainted his life. It tainted it to the point where he was ashamed of it and he covered it up for two and a half years. Two and a half years, big cover. But one day the prophet came in and gave David a riddle. And he said, what do you think this should happen to this man? And David said, he ought to be killed. <laughs> and Nathan pointed his bony finger at him and said, David, thou art that man. Don't you know David's heart wilted on the inside of him when that finger was pointed at him and he was thought he had covered everything up so royally and he then Nathan said, you are that man. You know what David did? He could have just went further and further down, but according to Psalms 51, he repented. David looked beyond where he was because by law, by law, he should have been killed. By law, he should have been stoned. By the law of God, he should have been stoned. But David reached forward in faith to the grace of God. Beyond where he was, he went to, he went to the cross area where grace was, and he called upon the name of the Lord in Psalms 51. And he said, Lord, the thing that really stands out in that chapter, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because David knew what the anointing was. He knew what the power of God was. He knew what the presence of God was. I want to tell you something. Every one of us sitting here this morning, those of you that's watching by Facebook, many of you know what the presence of God is. We know what it is to feel that presence of God in our lives in the services, and just the Spirit of God move. Conviction grips our heart. Listen, there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. The Lord is not to, here to condemn anybody. But He will bring conviction. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts us and shows us how needy we are. And without the grace of God and the blood of Jesus applied to our sin, we're nothing. I don't want to ever condemn anybody. 
God's bigger than any sin. He's bigger than anything out there. Listen, I've seen people get saved that I didn't think deserved to be saved. <laughs> I've seen people repent and come to the Lord and God just clean them up and they become a great vessel of the Lord and be used of God. Who are we to judge? Who are we to say that can't happen? God restores. God forgives. God blots it out. So I'm not going to let the past dictate my future. You know what David should have done? He should have said, well, I'm just going to resign as king because, you know, uh, I don't deserve this. And he didn't deserve it in the natural. But you know what? He, he repented. There's a difference. There's a difference in someone that's got pride in their life and someone that humbles themselves and repents and says, God, forgive me. Hallelujah. Let the mercies of God be in my life. And this is what the Lord wants people to do. Let's, let's don't let the past be that heavy weight. And don't let our past dictate our future. Because listen, I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've done in the past. Don't let it dictate your future. Listen, God's calling and gifts are without repentance. God's called us all to do great things for the Lord. God has gifted us in different areas. Some people are gifted with music. Some people are gifted with uh, playing instruments and singing. And others are gifted with teaching and preaching. And, and some people are just gifted to sit there and smile and let the love of God permeate from them. Amen. And, uh, you know, but, but we have that gifting of the Lord. We all have our place in the body of Christ. Nobody can take our place. We are special. We're unique. Isn't it amazing? Each snowflake that falls is different. That's God's design. Each person is different. I tell you what people used to think when I first started preaching. You need to preach like your daddy. He'd get out there and kick his leg. Hallelujah. Well, I tried that. I did. I tried it. I got a doctor preaching one night. I said, well, I need to do that. And I said, glory to God. You know. And I forgot what I was preaching about. I got over there and I said, okay. I said, well, I'll do it again. I went on the other side. Hallelujah! I forgot what I was preaching about. I decided right then and there I wasn't my daddy. <laughs> my daddy could do it just keep on clicking. Hallelujah! But you know, we're unique. We're an individual. But it's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same power of God. It's the, it takes the same blood to cleanse us all. And we're no more special than anybody else. Praise the Lord. So don't let our past dictate our future. And you can't do anything about your loss. Sometimes we, we mourn and we grieve over losses. <clears throat> I've seen people lose their jobs. And they mourn and grieve and go to alcohol. And abuse their bodies because they're grieving over what they could have had. And what they had and what they don't have. And they grieve over that. And you know what? God may just be using that as a stepping stone to something higher, something bigger, something better. Don't grieve over your losses. But you don't just start looking at what God is doing in your life now. And just start praising God that He is God. And uh, he, he's, a, he's in charge of our future this morning. Hallelujah. God knows where we're headed. And God knows what He's doing. Now listen. The mind can be a great blessing 
your mind can be a great blessing to you, or it can be the destruction of yourself. This mind is a powerful thing that God put in us. That's why there's a lot said in the scriptures, in the New Testament especially, where Paul wrote, you know, he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to be transfigured and changed by our, let our thinking be changed. Let it be conformed to the thinking of God and to what God is saying and what God is doing. And don't be conformed to this world. I'm not going to go by the world's way. Hallelujah. I'm going to go by God's way. Let God be God. And let Jesus be the Lord. But the mind, I, I tell you, it, it, one, one somebody said one time, the mind's a terrible thing. Well, it's a terrible thing to waste, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a terrible thing to waste. And your mind, don't let your mind go to waste. Amen? Let your mind be renewed. Look at Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. If you'll turn with me over there for just a moment. Isaiah 43, verse 18. I like the scripture. Do not remember the former things. Yes. Nor consider the things of old of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness, and I'll make rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. God's going to do something different in our lives this morning. God wants to do something new. You know, he wants to do something new in your home. He wants to do something new in your relationships, with your friends' relationships, everything. God wants to do something new. Let him do some restoration. And don't consider the things of old. Can you say amen? amen. Look at Joel, the second chapter. Joel, the second chapter, verse 25. Now, that Joel has been prophesying here in the book of Joel. This is one that Peter prophesied from. It shall come to pass, saith the Lord, in those days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And uh, the young men shall dream dreams, old men will see visions, and, and, the, and upon the handmaidens and the, and the children. God's going to let the power of the Holy Ghost fall. I believe that. I preached a youth revival in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, this was back in, oh goodness, <laughs> early, late, early 60s. And uh, and I, I, I or the middle sixties somewhere along there I can't remember the date now I tell you how old I am now but uh, but but I remember this youth revival it was, it was probably about the size of auditorium it was packed with teenagers intermediate age and even younger ages of kids and the power of God moved in that place. I saw four-year-olds, the Spirit of God move upon them, and they begin to weep with stammering lips and speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Weeping and sobbing before the Lord. Listen, when God touches your heart, you're going to react different ways. I tell you what, when you when He touches your heart, you're going to be humbled. And I tell you what, when you're humbled, you're going to you're going to bow down before the Lord and feel like you're not worthy of what God is doing, what God's giving. But listen. We, we, the Bible said he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. The young, the old, everybody is going to have the power of God in their lives as they open their hearts to the Lord. So God said, I'm going to do a new thing. And he said, I will restore to you. Look at what he says here. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the chewing locusts. 
I'll tell you what a lot of the locals slept. And they all did damage. There's a lot of different locusts in the church today. I'm not just talking about our local church, I'm talking about the church. There's a lot of locusts that are trying to destroy and swarm in and destroy what God is doing. I want to tell you something. I thank God for the grace of God. But I don't believe in greasy grace. I don't believe you slide in and out. I believe God's grace is there to enable you. See, the, the grace of God, the word grace means God's unmerited favor, God's favor and God's mercy in your life. But it also, in many instances where that word grace is, it talks about his enabling power. God will enable you to be an overcomer. He'll enable you to overcome that habit of the flesh. He'll enable you to be victorious over things in your life and in your body. He he gives you that ability to stand up. He'll enable you to keep your mouth shut when everybody else is talking about you. (laughs) He'll enable you to be able to rejoice when men say all men are evil against us. Amen? That's, That's God's ability. We don't let it get under our skin. Because God's grace is working in our lives. But he said, I will restore to you the years that the canker worm has eaten. Thank God for that. Look over to Haggai, the second chapter. Prophet Haggai, beginning with verse 3. Who is left among you who saw the temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Comparison with it. Is there not in your eyes is nothing. I want to tell you something. The past will bring you back to that point. And if you dwell on the past, you'll never go forward. We can come in the house of the Lord and say, well, I remember this, I remember that, and that's good to have memories. But you know what? God's a now God. God wants to do something now. Amen? The anointing that flowed in the past, God has a fresh anointing to flow for the present. And we need to let that fresh anointing, that fresh oil, be poured upon us. And and listen, you, I don't know about you, but I, I don't like stale food. You know, you go back and get the old stale food. It's the leftovers, you know. I eat leftovers. We eat leftovers. I mean, I don't, we don't let nothing go to waste except for this waste, you know. But uh, we, we just go forward. But you know what I'm saying? But don't you just like that fresh? My wife fixes us fresh salads. It's always good. It's fresh. And I love the freshness of it. And, but listen, I don't like stale bread. Sometimes it's hard as a rock. I love that fresh baked bread when it first comes out of the oven. Put that butter in there and it just melts and oh, I'm just making you hungry right now. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Listen. Who among you saw the temple in its former glory? How do you see it now? Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Joseph, Jehoshadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the world, uh, to the word that I uh, covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. 
Listen, God has a word for us this morning. The past isn't going to dictate our future. Hallelujah. All of the bad things aren't going to dictate our future. We'll remember all the good things and praise God for all the good things. But let's go forward and let God do a fresh thing. And let God begin to do something in our hearts and our lives like never before. Because we, we have to just believe that God wants us to go forward. Now, there's a story about Jabez in the Bible. Most of you have heard about Jabez. The Bible said his mother named him Jabez because she bore him in sorrow. Now, I don't know what that meant. Uh, you know, but Jabez grew up with inferiority. He grew up with a complex. He grew up with weaknesses. He grew up with all that. He didn't feel like he was anything worth anything. But you know what the Bible says? Jabez called on the God of Israel one day. He called on the God of Israel. He said, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. In 2 Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with us, uh, with me, and that you uh, uh, would keep me from evil, that I may not curse pain or cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now, this is Jabez, a man that was destined to be not blessed. I, how, how, I, you know, listen, there's kids out there all over this world that are impoverished. Impoverished. There, there's no natural hope for them as far as seeing what we have. Sometimes we think we don't have enough and but what we have and what we don't think is enough is a whole lot more than they'll ever see in their lifetime. They're in poverty. Jabez was feeling this sorrow, this pain, this hurt, the wounds. He could have just allowed that, that to just take over his life. And he could have just sat down and said, well, this is my lot in life and this is where I'm going to stay. But no, he called on the name of the Lord. He called on God. And he began to call on the name of the Lord. And the Lord begin to answer him. Listen, your vision and your dream should never be limited to who you are and what you think you can do. Sometimes we look, Lord, is there is there anything better in this life than what I have right now? You ever felt that way? Have you ever just looked at yourself and start having a pity party? Have you ever had people? You ought to try having one. You ought to get some invitations and mail them out to everybody you know. And say you have a pity party at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon at your house. And I guarantee you nobody's going to show up. <laughs> Even the cat and dogs will go find a hiding place. Because nobody likes pity parties. Poor old me. Boy, I tell you, it wouldn't be, I tell you what, they, they treated me so bad. It's always poor old me, poor old me, poor old me, poor old me. 
And what we got to do, and let's put that all behind us. Yes. Amen. Call on the name of the Lord. And don't let your vision and your dream be limited to what you think. What you receive is directly connected to how you believe. In other words, what God said in His Word is 100% true. But our problem isn't having the Word and being able to read the Word. That's not the problem. The problem is believing the Word. And say, that Word is for me. That word is exactly what I need. That's where I am. I need God to lift my spirit and lift me up again. Praise the Lord. So don't let your past. You know, don't, don't let what you what people think determine what you need to be. If if we went by what people think, there would not there wouldn't be a one of us sitting here this morning because some people think, well, you just don't deserve God. You don't deserve the blessings of God. You don't deserve anything good. Listen, God is the one that chooses. And God chose all of us. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In other words, it's for whosoever will. Whosoever will believe on the name of the Lord. Paul taught that. Believe. On the name of the Lord. Say it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. We've got to find something, what God says about us in this Bible, and say it out loud. Believe it in our heart. Say, Lord, I'm going to receive it. If you need healing, say, Lord, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to, listen, I don't care what you feel or what it looks like. You just believe God anyway. Amen? Believe Him. God is the answer. And God can do anything if we'll allow Him to. God does the impossible. I tell you, he just sits back into the light looking at us as we sit there with the mouth open. Do you see what God just did? Whoa! And the Lord chuckles and said, yeah, I've been doing it all along for you. You just haven't recognized it yet. He's here. God's with us right now. God loves us. Can you say amen? Don't let your past determine your future. If you'll change your thinking, God can change your life. If we'll start looking at how God looks at us and realize God's not done. God's not done. Don't you know that Paul felt unworthy? Really? I mean, as far as when God stopped him on that road, he was proud and arrogant. But God stopped him on the road to Damascus and God revealed himself to him. Paul went to went to a street called Straight and God instructed him to get Ananias to come pray for him and Ananias came over there and Ananias he, he kind of, I, I'm sure Ananias didn't want to go because listen, Paul had just left where Stephen had been stoned and he held the coats of the men that stoned him and, and the, all the Christians knew what was going on and here God says, you go to this certain street and certain house and in there is a man that you're going to pray for. <laughs> and he's going to receive his sight. And he's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he's going to be a messenger to me around this world. And I went and did exactly that. God
God healed that. He healed Paul's eyes. His eyesight was healed and restored. And God called him and called the apostle. We got all these letters here. Now his his lifespan on earth was shorter than most of ours is. But you know what? He got a lot accomplished in the time that God allowed him on this earth to do what God called him to do. And the words that God gave him is still penned in these in the Bible. We're still reading them, and we're still saying thank you, Lord, for the revelation that you gave Paul the apostle. Because we know who Jesus is, we know what redemption is, we know the power that's in that name. So today, God wants us to say, okay, we're going to do it. We choose to forget some things, but we choose to remember others. <laughs> Amen. How many knows God gives you the power of choice? This morning, I choose to please God. I choose to let God complete in me what He started. I choose to rise up off of that bed of bitterness or that bed of feeling unworthy, that bed of jealousy, that bed of whatever it might be. And we're going, to, we're going to be what God's called us to be because God's changing us. He's changing us. I, and some of you may feel like you'll never accomplish anything. I'll tell you something. All we faith assembly is going to accomplish more for God in the next years to come. And, and I believe that. And I think, we thank God for the history and the heritage that's here. Thank God for it. But you know what? God's not done yet. That's right. And we've got a new generation that's out there waiting for the things of God. And God can raise up people within this body to reach out and reach that new generation out there. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? The Lord says, leave the past. Forget it. Don't, don't bury it and have the handle of the shovel sticking out so you can just dig it up again. Uh-uh. Forgive. Forget. Release. What was that she said again? Drop it. Drop it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. And let it go. I'm ready to do that this morning. Lift your hand and just thank God. Father, we thank you and we praise you because your word's true. We have what you say we have. Lord, we can do what you say we can do. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just bow your heads before the Lord this morning. Lord, we just want you to just reach out to those that's watching by Facebook Live and minister to them. But Lord, especially us this morning that are here. We're right here. We're right here. And Lord, we thank you that if we just lift our voices to you and let the anointing of the Holy Ghost flow right now, Lord, that we, we can do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How thy long way
Sunday. 
Father, let us all, let us all be renewed in our spirit, in our soul, in our mind. Father, let that vision that you gave, it's your vision in our life, it's your dream in our life, not what we want, not what we desire, but what you will, what you want us to have. Lord, let us grasp hold of it. Let us let you perform your word in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Whether you love the Lord this morning. Praise God. Did you get anything out of that at all? Well, let's stand to our feet as we get ready to leave here. Amen. Well, Jesus got the hope of our life. And won't let me go. Jesus got into my heart. He got into my soul.